You ain't no mannequin. This ain't Halloween, pal. Where do you think you're going, huh? We're here for another 80s tear and a track. I know, I know it's been a long time and I haven't edited one. I have a bunch done. So these are not coming out when they're supposed to. So the Halloween episodes, they're not coming out on Halloween. <laughs> this one's technically being filmed Christmas Eve, Merry believe Christmas. it or not. Um, so yeah, and we're not, we're having terrible time like answering the questions because we already answered the Return of the League Dead questions <laughs> for Halloween. Like, it's all fine. It's fine. They'll go in order though. So it is what it is. Yeah, this is an actually ridiculous one that Brandon wanted to do uh, for obvious reasons. As you can see, his shirt, Nostalgia Mall, 1987. He loves malls. He loves the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're going to get into the movie. This is 1989's late 80s. So you can yes. tell the difference yes. between the early 80s and the mid 80s and yes. the late 80s. Uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Yes. And this movie right here is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's directed by Richard Freeman, who actually had three kind of cult movies I know of. First uh, one was Doom Asylum in 1987. I, I don't remember if Scared Stiff or Doom Asylum came first, which is very funny because all three of his movies were released by Arrow Video, which is like a big company. And I initially saw Doom Asylum on Code Red DVD. It was like a 100 degree summer day. It was three o'clock in the morning. Me and my friend watched it. We thought it was going to be great. We were completely baffled by its weirdness, its cheapness, its absurdity. Um, but over time, it kind of became like one that I had endearment for. Scared Stiff is also an absolutely ridiculous movie with, um, what is it, Andrew Stevens in there. So like, it, it's funny that all three of those guys' movies I have some sort of endearment for. And Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge is one that I didn't watch actually until the Blu-ray came. So Phantom of the Mall is a bizarre movie, like I said, late 80s. Um, it has Pauly Shore in it, which is definitely worth noting, Morgan Fairchild. But for the horror fans and the horror enthusiasts, you'll notice Ken Ford, which is, uh, is, a, is an absolute treat. And he plays a ridiculous security guard in here. It's a typical kind of Phantom story, I guess, except it's in a mall, so it's very 80s. It's very um, 80s greed, too. It's so much, uh, kind of, I guess, resonates now because every single guy in the movie is like riddled with toxic masculinity or a rapist or something like that. And another character that I absolutely adore in this movie uh, is played by Gregory Scott Cummings, who is a character actor that I had known for a long time, but I never registered that he was all the same guy. He has really great appearances in Cliffhanger and Blood Games, and he's Max Staden, so he's Sunny in Philadelphia, um, Hack a Lantern. He's just a ridiculous, over-the-top character actor that always chews the scenery, but somehow is just an absolute blast to watch. He's very entertaining. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, The Phantom of the Ball, Eric's Revenge is an absurd little piece of 80s cheese that is, uh, is, is amazing. And I believe the mall, well, I'll tell Brandon where it was filmed, but I believe that's the mall where 
every single horror movie or action movie that took place in the 80s was filmed there. So, yeah, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Phantom of the Wall, Eric's Revenge. Now, you hadn't seen this before, right? I have not seen it. It's a shame I had not seen it before. How familiar, how familiar are you with the Phantom of the Opera story? Uh, very familiar. Yeah. I know that. I've seen that. Seen it, seen it in person. I've seen the play. I've yeah. seen the musical. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> I read the story of the book, uh, and I've seen, you know, a bunch of renditions of it. Mm-hmm. And this one, I guess, is kind of fairly, like, similar it's to how it is. pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, I would say. Um... It's, I, it's <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I love about this movie is there's so many bizarre, weird characters, and almost everybody is a nutcase in it. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't want to spoil it, but I guess we're gonna spoil the shit out of this. Uh, I feel like you kind of have to just to actually talk about it because I like the best parts in the movie are gonna ruin it. <laughs> well, it feels like it's way more expensive than it should be. I w- yeah, I was gonna like this is a pretty expensive like production value for what this movie is about. Yeah, like for how cheesy it is. Like yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like did this guy build his way up? Like he's like Doom Asylum, fucking scary stuff. Like those are great. You gotta give this guy a bunch of money. Give him them all. I know. And like he, for what it is, it's really entertaining. Like there's these high elaborate car chases. Like but I was a, yeah. And there's like dangerous like, stunts. There's stunts in there. I'm like they must have had a pretty high budget for this movie. And it's a high-ass kill count. Yeah, it really is. So many, so many people get killed. And like the funniest part was like initially, like all these people are just working on them all, are getting butchered, and like, but everyone does something perverse. Like there's the guy. Yeah, it has right. to be like everybody has to be a pervert. There's That's a reason just, for their death. Yeah, because they're focusing yeah. on the girl that Eric used to. Obviously, we know who Eric is. Used yeah. to date this girl. Yeah, right. His family wouldn't sell uh, their property where they wanted this mall built. They yeah. burned their house down. He got badly scarred, supposedly dead. His parents yeah. died. She lived, barely. But, and then, you know, they build this mall. She works there, of course. Says, why yeah. wouldn't you, right? You know, um, actually, I didn't think about that. That's kind of rude on her part. Very fucked up. Actually, I just realized, that's so fucked up. Hey, you killed my boyfriend, but I'm going to work here anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, basically, um, he's in this mall, still living, technically, in his own house. He's also a karate expert. I was and he has rage issues. That. Like, where was he at in the mall? He like was in some hidden boiler room. I don't okay, know. Who knows? Right. I, I, should, I learned I'm not supposed to ask questions. Well, uh, not, in, not in Richard <laughs> Freeman movies or not. Where was the uh, original Phantom? He was in some, like, he was in, like, the sewer system. He was in, like, the shit. sewers, yeah. yeah but yeah. he had, like, secret passages, too. Why yeah. can't Eric? Why can't? Cause Maybe when they're building, I don't know. Eric seems he's pretty smart. Mad. He's mad, bro. He's mad, bro. He knows karate. He took my girl. Yeah. So, like, everybody that interacts with the girl that in a poor way, like, mm-hmm. either trying to rape her or watching her change in the fucking uh, yeah. the security yeah. cameras, yeah. gets violently killed. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what happens. Yeah, it's here. not just, like, a little, like, you know, stab off screen. It's like, I'm going to electrocute the fuck out of you. Oh, um, something nasty. There's actually know. three versions of this fucking movie. Is there? Yes. Yeah, so, we watched the um, composite cut. Um, okay. well, no, it was the fan edit cut, P-H-A-N. Is what Arrow oh, did. So I there's see. an original theatrical version, then there was a TV version, and this basically took the stuff that was from the TV version that was cut out for the theatrical or vice versa. They probably shot for the television, and it's all so like we had these moments with Pauly Shore, like trying to hook up with that girl, more Pauly yeah. Shore moments. It's yeah. just like okay, this is before Pauly Shore was famous. I don't know. He was a stand-up comedian, yeah. of course. So I don't know if he was doing a stand-up routine and he kind of got in here. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not really curious how they got Morgan Fairchild for this movie. Exactly. She was like a big uh, like, dynasty or something. What she, was she yeah, on? she was. Um, what was she on? She was a big like movie star in the '70s and '80s, and she was a model at the time too. I mean, she's go- you can she's tell gorgeous. she's a model yeah. by looking at her nose. It's uh, like a yes, yes, I don't know yes. if she had worked on, but Morgan yeah. Fairchild's nose. Uh, is yeah, like, I'm like. 
Is that why? Why is Morgan Fairchild here? That's <laughs> so okay. like skinny and nice. I can't believe yeah. she can breathe through that thing. Um, you know what? It's fine. I mean, she it's, probably, probably, it's been probably been cleared out from all the coke. Yeah, it, it was, was the eighties. Who this knows? movie definitely is one of those movies that feels like it's fueled by coke. You know what? Most of the 80s was. We want to film in this mall. Well, have we ever done a Phantom in the mall? It's actually kind of a cool idea. Honestly, I, I just want to know, because like this is a real mall. So I just want to know like what kind of like legal processes like these like like directors and stuff have to go through to get access into these malls to film in there. And get store names and stuff like that. It seemed like a pain in the ass, oh, honestly. Yeah. Well, I know in the Dawn of the Dead remake, they wouldn't like Starbucks or whatever coffee place they were trying to use. They wouldn't yeah. let them use it, so they had to change it to Hollow Grounds. And this is not long I'm after. Stupid for Starbucks. And whatever company it was, yeah, whatever. But like 10 years Same later, after Dawn of the Dead, like 10, 11 years, you know, like it's changed a lot because in yeah. Dawn of the Dead, they're just doing the most ridiculous shit. In the oh, world. absolutely. Yeah. Just like driving motorcycles and shit. You know, I, I tell you, every time I go to JCPenney now, I want to go down the escalator. I just want to slide down and I can't do Just it. like Roger. I just yeah. want to go right down. Um, I think Morgan Fairchild has the best turn in the movie. It's very funny and mm-hmm. unexpected because she's the mayor. She's and she's like, she listens to the kids when they tell her all this stuff's mm-hmm. going on and she seems kind of concerned, kind of like maybe they're full of shit. But like the whole big thing is this giant mall opening. It's going to be great for the economy. It's going to be mm-hmm. great for everybody. But then uh, basically what happens is at the very end of the movie, like the kids are like, there's going to be a bomb. We got to call the bomb threat. <laughs> and she legitimately has a massive like turn and like reveals her true colors because she's a politician and it's the 80s and it's all about greed, baby. Oh, and she yeah. just pulls a small little gun that's perfect. You know she has this gun in her purse, like this tiny little gun. It's perfect. And like she's like, no, you're fucking not. This has gone too far. This is insane. I'm just laughing because Sam, it's just like, I found enough of your shit. <laughs> that's it, that's it. It's like, all right, I, I've listened to this bullshit long enough. But her demise is perfect. Yeah, she has the, honestly, I think one of the best kills in the movie. Hmm. Like, oh, spoiler, sorry. Sorry, but also Greg, Fairchild dies. Gregory Scott Cummings steals the show, too, because he's mm. just so ridiculous in the movie. Yeah. The whole movie, yeah. he's, he's at, like, crank to 11. Doesn't he have an earring? He doesn't like, have an earring, He's, yes. like, clearly yes, a hired earring. assassin, yeah. but they hire him for mall security yeah. so he can go around. It, well, there was, like, a significance behind, like, the earring. Because she remembered it, because she he's the one who burned down the house. Oh, that's right, that's she right. She remembered, like, the earring. That's she had right. nightmares about him and shit. Yeah. The, the record store is the best when the dude tries to get a picture of him. Yeah. And has to run from him, and he's like, he, like, yeah. notices he's taking yes. a picture. He chases him for, like, an hour and through yes. the mall. Is that the same mall in Commando, right? Um, I think so. I know it's the same mall that is used in Chopping Mall. And is it Mausoleum as well? Yes. So all, A like, lot of mall that yeah. mall's used a lot in the 80s, I mean, for I sure. Bet, I mean, it's the only mall they probably yeah. have filled it's in. A, a I know it's, um, so it's in L.A., I know that. Oh, yeah, so for sure, there's a bunch sure. of things filled film there you know what's funny is like the leads in the movie like eric and the main girl and like the main guy i'm just laughing i barely remember like, anyone's name like i i remember <laughs> eric but like when it comes to like gregory scott cummings and and ken foray they're very memorable morgan fairchild yeah like, and like there's so many ridiculous characters in here that are just like the douchebags like the mayor like yeah. the guy who runs the mall son runs, uh, i will say his death is pretty cool he bites down the excavator, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lassos him. Eric lassos him, and then he like drags him up the escalator and kills him, which was like kind of honestly kind of fucking scary. One of the lightweight funniest parts in the whole movie is uh, when like there's this guy who play, is hired to play the piano in the mall, which is completely oh nonsense. God. It's like ambience in the mall. Fuck off! And there's like these old ladies like clapping around him because he's like an older guy. But there was a piano player at our mall was recently. There? Yeah, I was gonna tell you about that. <laughs> I was doing shopping. I like. The, oh my god. He's hiding his wound. 
So basically what, <laughs> what happens is like, there's this point like where like there's a rapist in the parking lot and you're like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? Like, it's all like over like, like, because like a phantom needs to kill people. So everybody's got to be a pervert and try to attack her. And then like, we cut to like this guy again and we're like, why is he here? And like, we, cause we're spending a significant time with the guy playing the piano. So like, oh, the phantom's going to kill him. But like, then yeah. you're like, why? And then there's a reveal because he got injured during the rape attempt by the Phantom. And he takes his shirt off. And the dude went to work to cover that he was the rapist. He's like been bleeding like from the wound. And you're just like... He just really loves his job, okay? But what's funny <laughs> is him and Pauly Shore were the only ones that weren't like horrible scum rapists. They really in the movie. And no. like, then you're just like, no, he's one too. Secret no, reveal. to go. But it's like, why did we... We spent a lot of time with him. So I guess there had to be some significant payoff. Now, um, something I always love about these movies that are filmed in malls during the 80s, because clearly I was not around for the 80s, so I don't know what malls were like in the 80s, but I just love how these malls just have everything conveniently there. Pet store, grocery store, anything you can think of is conveniently there. Well, yeah, for the script. The script role. Like, Dawn of the Dead didn't have the gun store, and they were really in the mall. Because, like, I'm just thinking, like, because, like, in the movie here, like, like, he dies because he gets bit by the, the snake or whatever. Like, where the hell did the snake come Why from? Why is there a poisonous snake available to purchase? <laughs> Dude, Phantom of the Mall Eric, he's like, hey, my face is burnt off. I ordered this on special order. I know a guy. I know a guy. You know, I, like, I, my dad was, like, <laughs> secretly in the exotic pet trade. Maybe? I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a it shit? It doesn't matter. It's L.A. Anything's possible there. It is. So what song <laughs> are we using? Uh, the song we are going to choose is uh, Everything Counts by Depeche Mode, released in 1983 off their third album, um, entitled, oh shit, I just forgot, that's not what it's called, but I think it's called, like, Construction Time or something like that, it's their third album, um, this was their second big hit after their first big hit, Can't Get Enough, which you heard it, you would know it.
song did pretty well on the charts here in the United States. It reached number 17 on the Billboard Dance Club Songs chart, um, and it peaked at number 6 in the UK. Uh, there was re-release as a live version in 1989, which did slightly better. Um, it pe went from 17 and 83 to a peak of 16 and 89. Um, and I thought that how convenient to choose the song uh, that it was re-released in 1989, the same year that this song came out. I mean, movie came out. Um, but yeah, so that is the song we're going to be talking about. Okay, so I know why you chose this, just because you talked to me about it for I a did. second, and I know that you were like immediately like a certain character type, so I'll let you explain why you chose this stuff. Because some of the lyrics are like um, making a deal, basically, yes. you know, selling out. So I chose this song basically because um, I could give a shit about Eric, okay? we Like, I get it, he's the star of the movie, but I don't care. I'm talking about Morgan Fairchild, because everything about her is perfect in this movie. I mean, you can't not love someone with big pink pastel shorter pads, big hair, and a mini pistol, okay? She, she's a woman of business. <laughs> and so, but I was really focusing more on the aspect of the mall and the consumerism of the mall. And uh, so the whole premise of the song is about um, just basically consumerism and capitalism and just uh, competi competitiveness. That's a word, right? Sure. Sure. Competitiveness is competitiveness is a correct word. Yes. Anyway, um, so the song focuses more on that, and I was going to choose um, "Every Breath You Take" by the Police, which would be a pretty good choice for this. Stalker. Yeah. Very good choice, but I was like, no, I need to focus on Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> um, and so it's just talking about just like uh, like the ins and outs of like being like a business man or woman and what uh, like being like sneaky and de uh, deceptive and just um, and it, obviously that's littered throughout this entire movie. Yep. Um, I mean, can you really have a movie about a mall without having consumerism in it? You know? Yeah, exactly. And everything in there and also the every person up top is, is corrupt. All that. And also you can go to a very basic um, level uh, one of the lyrics is like the grabbing hands they take and they take or something like that and you can relate that to all the uh the customers in the mall and stuff like that and, and also them stealing and stealing, stealing from and ste everything yes, and also the handshake yeah they have a back handshake yeah. between her and the guy who runs the mall who's a complete creep basically hired the, the killer did everything absolutely yeah and there's also i could be misremembering I could be mistaking this for a calendar on the wall and not a graph, <laughs> but I remember that I think there's some type of like when like it's like the mall owner and I think also uh, the mayor. Uh, there's like they're looking at a graph or something like a sales chart or something like that. Um, and there's a thing like the graph and the song. There's a lyric that says like the graph on the wall explains it all. And so, like, that's their motivation. It's all about money. Yeah. And they're going to step over whoever they have to and do what they have to do, even if it means killing some teenagers. I, how old are these kids in the mall? I don't know. We like, don't they know. They work there, though. Like, at the frozen yogurt place. And one of the, the one girl, the main girl, works at a bar. Which, why, why is there a bar in the mall? We don't know. <laughs> but there's a bar at our mall, technically. There's restaurants that serve alcohol. You're right. You could get shit faced at the mall. Let's get shit faced at the mall. I feel like they used to. They used to <laughs> I think at the movie theater you can buy beer now. I mean, it costs you like twenty five dollars. There's a bar right outside the movie theater now. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I just okay. There's no gun store um, in the mall yet. That's just nowadays. That's like the worst. Idea. See it ever? A like, gun store in the mall. <laughs> right now. Wrong. I mean, like, like you're like. 
I wasn't gonna shoot up everybody, but then now that I'm here and there's the gun store right, it's so easy. It's so convenient. You know, oh, that's sad. But I guess in 1989 you have to worry about that, but somewhat. Not, I mean, you did, but sure. it just wasn't as common, well, I guess. Welcome 2022. Exactly. I guess 23 when you guys watch this. <laughs> the one thing that I think is funny is like when um like you think like Eric is decent, kind of like the Phantom. You know, the Phantom is like sure. has his term where he's like the possessive nature. Yeah. But like after the movie, like Eric's kind of the hero. Kind of. And then um, as he progresses, he, you hate him. Yeah, because like he did like the reason why the mall's like manager's like son gets killed because he was harassing the main girl's friend. And the one guy was a rapist, yeah. the one guy was a peeping Tom. Yeah. They're all like just pieces of yeah. shit. Um, something that's completely unrelated, and I think I pointed this out to you, um, everyone in this movie is definitely suffering from anorexia. I have never seen such skinny people in my life, and it was stressing me out the entire movie. <laughs> you need to watch a John Roland movie. <laughs> There's one movie I watched from, uh, by John Roland from 1970, and they're all French. And yeah. I was like, oh, my review was, on Letterboxd, I said my average BMI of everyone in this movie is 15.4. Oh, I <laughs> Dude, everybody was like 120 pounds and like six foot. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh, Jesus. Well, they're all like tiny and skinny and like attractive because they're French. Yeah. But then at the same time, unhealthy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not making fun of anybody who's super skinny. I just like two weeks ago. Oh, like me. No, I was 146 <laughs> pounds, and I kept making myself a skeleton, <laughs> so I can't say anything. No, I was just saying it was just stressing me out because they were so thin throughout the movie, and I'm like, well, girl, that's why he can pick you up. But they're LA fat. They're right. Ohio skinny. They're Ohio skinny <laughs> LA fat. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's, that's all the coke they're doing too. In the Probably. 80s. Oh, you know. You so know. we actually have. <laughs> the next movie planned we um, do we do after this one i'm sure it is devil's honey by yep. lucio fulci which is a really weird one to do it's not necessarily a horror movie no it is a thriller but and it's also the weirdest thing that you've seen a fulci movie that is completely on fulci for the first time that's so bizarre like i don't even know how <laughs> to explain it That'd be like listening to Pink Floyd's last album, the first album you've ever heard. Yeah. You'd be like, I heard the Division Bell. You'd be like, what? What? <laughs> I, yeah. It's a, it was a, that one's going to be fun to or, do. Or like if the only Beatles song you ever heard was Helter Skelter. Yeah. Like, this is, this doesn't sound right. That's like, Rolling Stones, bitch. What? Yeah. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. That's Rolling Stones. Alexa, who's sung Helter Skelter? You're crazy. It's the Beatles. John Lennon. Paul McCartney, and I was exposed and proven wrong on camera. Why would you even? I am no longer doing these videos. Manson was obsessed with that song. But there, I swear to God, the Rolling Stones. I'm sure they did. Okay, okay. I was exposed on camera, and therefore I'm no longer doing. Stick to the '80s. I'm not doing. I'm not doing this with you anymore. I'm sorry. I've been okay. All right, that's embarrassing. I just called y'all right on the spot. On oh, film, too. I mean, <laughs> it's not film. It's digital. Wait, good. You can delete that part. I'm not deleting it. It stays in. Um, so you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, and please let me know any of the songs that you would match up with Phantom and Mall, Eric's Revenge. Yep. And um, like I said, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, you can at Nostalgia Mall 1987 and see my beautiful face.
We are actually going to go to the Moreauville Mall and mm -hmm. take some pictures and walk around there. And uh, if anybody listens to 22 Shots, uh, we're going to meet up with my co-host on that, JP, and Carly, who's on the show sometimes, and we'll have Jeremy will be there. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to take some pictures at the Moreauville Mall. All right. Yeah. So Absolutely. this is probably going to post like six months after we're actually there. <laughs> I need to sit down one day and edit like all of them. Just a whole day of editing. <laughs> It'd take a lot out of me. Yeah. But I'll do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. Why don't you edit them? I don't know how. I'm done. You can figure it out. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You just, you just embarrass me on camera. I'm not doing your work for you. Anyway, uh, it's not. it won't be Christmas when you see this, but Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Happy holidays. <laughs> We're done. And happy shopping. Yeah, I should have You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat horse cock then. <laughs> I know what he will get that joke. We're done. <laughs> He's there. Behind the wall. Beneath your own feet. You all tried to destroy him. In your greed, you tore everything precious from him. But Eric remembers. What if Eric didn't really die in that fire? And now... <laughs> Eric will make sure you remember too. Eric Matthews is still alive. What do you mean they know? There's no escape from the horror. There was a nightmare at the mall. Eric the Phantom struck Phantom of the Mall Eric's Revenge